Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour. I'm Quinn, your GM. With me today are Hannah. Hi, I'm Hannah, and I play Max the Paradox. Kyle. Hi, I'm Kyle. I play Duncan Oliver the Vox. And Tio. Hi, I'm Tio, and I play Claire Claremont, who is looking to get your vote as <laughs> Somewhere's <laughs> next city council member. <laughs> I also play the Forgotten Vessel. <laughs> We open in WSOM, the three of you having just received a press release almost immediately after Claire's announcement that she was running for city council, stipulating that there would in fact be an election. This election, unsurprisingly, doesn't necessarily follow the same protocols and procedures as elections that listeners might be familiar with. To recap, the election will be held in two weeks. The candidate receiving the most votes will join the council. The candidate receiving the fewest votes will be exiled from town by way of the Screaming Fog, which is a suboptimal outcome. Pretty bad. Yeah, and that's where we're going to open up. Sebastian, we should try to wait as long as we can to run this announcement. Oh, I just yeah. think it'll be a little weird, kind of one right after another. Quint, how many other candidates are there? In the approximately two minutes that have transpired <laughs> since the... <laughs> Since the election was announced, there are zero other declared candidates besides Claire. Well, um, so if you're the only candidate, do you both join the council and get banished to the Screaming Fog? Uh, I, I can pretty confidently assure you that Claire will not be the only okay. candidate. I mean, she could be. She, I'm, just, I'm just saying she could be. I want to immediately establish that Claire goes over to whatever the closest computer is and pulls up the back end of her lifestyle blog thing. What, how, whatever entity. We've never really clarified. It's not a website if we don't have the internet. Mm -hmm. It's maybe like a pinned sploot board or something. But basically she goes into the back end of that and ticks a button over and it's immediately a campaign website. She's had this on the ready and she just <laughs> types in city council because it said president in there. <laughs> Please describe your campaign website. I mean, first of all, full bleed, beautiful image of Claire sitting next to Claire with Claire in the background <laughs> and Claire in the foreground. And they're all Claire in different outfits and uh, <laughs> over each of the images of Claire is like a word that describes her. And these are basically... Is there a tiny Claire sitting on Claire's lap? Yes. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> pet Claire. That's yep. Claire that's there for you. Oh my God, Claire that's there for you. That's your campaign slogan. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> um, every Claire has like essentially a title over them that describes like the various values that you want in a city council member and Claire has assigned an outfit and a character to them that she plays in an ensemble cast <laughs> um, every one of her campaign videos includes multiple versions of Claire that all talk to each other and to you whichever Claire interests you is the one that you hear in the campaign ads I like to think that Claire's blog is really just like back at, where does Claire live? Undisclosed. Undisclosed. All <laughs> yeah. right. so at I the, don't think we've ever visited. The undisclosed, well, no, we did. <laughs> at the undisclosed <laughs> location where Claire might be, Claire has like a old printing press that at uh, certain commands like prints out a bunch of pamphlets that fold themselves into paper airplanes and shoot off into everybody's house. <laughs> 
I'm only going to let you do so much of this without rolling some dice because you're creating some very elaborate <laughs> campaign work here. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I highly encourage collaborative storytelling, but eventually you're going to have to make some moves. Fine. <laughs> Here's my last one I'll throw out there <laughs> is that under policies, everything written under there, it's not like healthcare, education. It's all different feelings that Claire promises you will feel under her administration. Good. <laughs> this is like the ultimate mashup of political campaigning and also like corporate synergy buzzwords. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. Before we jump in, we started a new arc last episode, but Hannah and I both forgot about her Oops. beginning of disturbance move. So Hannah, why don't you go ahead and roll that? Yes. Okay. Do, 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 do. It is. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> nice to have those couple extra points. That's an eight. So you get to hold one and you can use that at any point to declare that a event happens in the future because you have seen it and you have experienced it because you don't experience time in linear fashion. And you get lots of bonuses if it comes true. Quinn, I am going to Oh, you don't you don't that. have to use I'm, it now. No, I okay. am. I'm gonna <laughs> okay. use it now. Wow. I'm gonna say that I have seen in the future or the past or another dimension. That Claire will not get the lowest number of votes. Ooh. <laughs> okay. For oh, city clever. council. So right. any any action, here's the thing, guys. So if if we bork this, I have to mark three anomaly. So <laughs> let's not do that. Uh, but I will also I get plus one on any action that makes the event meaningfully more likely to transpire, which means I'm going to be doing a lot of convincing Quinn that my actions are assisting you, Claire. <laughs> oh, You're okay. So this is going to give you a really big benefit here. Yeah. Uh, which yep. is okay. But I think to balance that out, I want you to predict the specific place she will get. I will tell you there will be five candidates. There will be five candidates. Oh. You're like playing roulette. Claire, Tio. Mm-hmm. How com- how how confident? No 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 collusion here. No collusion. <laughs> no collusion. How how good Claire feels about this? But Quinn, we're talking politics. Yeah 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 yeah. You gave us an election arc, and you're like, oh, don't politic. Okay. <laughs> Claire, how confident do you feel in this? Like, are you like, I'm going to win this whole thing? Mrs. Claremont goes to Washington. Claire absolutely does not want to win, does not plan to win. (laughs) But you don't want to go into the screaming fog. No, 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 no. She wants to be safely in the middle of the pack. Okay. To send a message to counsel, to the haters, and to her vast army of nemesis. Nemesai. So that feels like third place would be a good. Yeah. That's enough so that you haven't just scraped the bottom and just gotten out of like not being elected. But also you're not number one. So you don't actually have to do anything once you're elected. No. Right? Yeah. No, no, no. Look, okay. <laughs> if I'm going to tell you right. I'm going to tell everyone right now. If by some strange fluke, Claire wins. I guess it will be about as useful as any of the other council members that nobody knows. So I guess it's all the same. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm going to say Claire is going to come in third out of five. 
Quinn, this also okay. means that you cannot add in any more people running. No late minute surprises. I mean, I can do whatever I want. Because <laughs> <laughs> I already have the candidates mostly picked up. Hey. <laughs> okay. All right. There it goes. So I get a plus one. So you get a vision of an Olympic style podium. Yep. <laughs> and we see Claire on the like bronze medal statue. Yeah, is that meme of the person on third place? Like, oh my god, it is. Oh that no. Meme. Yeah, like pouring <laughs> champagne and oh, like yeah. biting the metal and being like, yes. yeah. yeah. And then you zoom out and they're third. Oh god. That's yeah, a hundred percent. That's the perfect prediction. <laughs> yes. For this arc. Okay. Incredible. As the three of you are sort of settling into the election spirit, the WSOM stone starts to resonate again. Not this mm. again. But this time it's a little higher pitched and the crystals don't glow a faint purple, but rather they oscillate in a whole rainbow of colors all throughout the room. The stone starts to like bump a little bit and you start to hear like a low bass coming from it. Oh. Hmm. There is a bright flash that temporarily blinds all three of you. And when your vision recovers, standing on top of the WSOM stone is a tall woman in a miniskirt. And her head is a large Hollywood camera. Hmm. And surrounding her, buzzing around, are four drones, also with cameras. And the beat has bumped up to a thump thump. <laughs> this woman looks at the three of you and says, Hey, you three, how's it going? Oh my gosh, it's going so well. Oh, of course it is. Claire, this is so exciting. It's been like at least a thousand cycles since we had an election. This is gonna be so much fun. Duncan Oliver, how the heck are you? Uh, hello, uh, welcome to the, the station. I'm sorry, your name is? Oh, I'm the lead producer. My name's Savannah. It's so good to see you three, Max. I draw my sword and I hiss. <laughs> oh, that sense of humor, so much fun. Oh my gosh, okay. Duncan, he, uh, here's the deal. I'll try to remember which parts I need to explain to you. So we're the producers, and she gestures to herself and the, the four drones that are flying around her. We're in charge of running the election, making sure that it's like fun and just like so fabulous and everyone totally like gets to see the candidates and their governing skills. To make sure that everything's like totally on the up and up, we're gonna just like vet everything that goes out through WSOM just to make sure that no one's getting an unfair advantage. And her camera lens winks at Claire. Where's, um, where's Sebi? Yeah, I'm exchanging a glance with Sebastian. He's poked his head out. He's like, uh, hello, I'm Sebastian Stray. How may I help you? And she's like, okay, uh, toodaloo. We'll talk soon, Claire. We got to get you for your like announcement interview in just a little bit, okay? I'm sure there will be others soon. But uh, just let me talk to Sebi for a little bit and then we'll like totally circle up. Maybe we can grab drinks. Kisses. Mwah, mwah. Mwah. And she walks over to Sebastian. I immediately turn to Max and Duck and go, I love her. Also, we're now calling him <laughs> Sebi. No doubt. <laughs> uh, he's already got a nickname, though. I call him Seabaz. Uh, Duncan is tapping on the rock, the WSOM keystone. The music has faded and the lights have stopped undulating. Everything seems back to normal. This rock can make a camera woman appear where I live? <laughs> I don't like her. 
Duncan, if you want to give me a roll to assess reality. Yeah, that'd be great. This rock has done a lot of strange stuff in the last 24 hours, so. Done a lot of strange things that I've never seen it do before. Claire is envious. She wishes she sold a rock that did things like this. <laughs> yeah, that's a five plus one is Yikes. only a six. This seems like a good time to break out the, go ahead and ask two questions, but some or sure. all of the answers I give you will be inaccurate. Okay. First question about this rock. Are there dangers I haven't noticed in the however many years I've been in the radio <laughs> station? And I guess follow-up question would be, what here is useful or valuable to me about how this rock works? So the WSM stone, in light of recent events, definitely seems dangerous. Uh-huh. It's probably not great that you've been living and occasionally sleeping right next to it. Unclear what the prolonged effects might be. It seems like it's connected somehow with like frequency and music and like the, hmm. the crystals that light up. So maybe if you experimented with some of that, you might be able to learn a bit more. Okay, great. Savannah, the producer, returns and Sebastian looks both intrigued and scared. And she comes back to the three of and says, Okay, so we're all squared away. Duncan, just like be the total sweetheart that I know you are. And like, don't do any broadcasts without checking in with me, okay? Charmed, of course. Fabulous. You're such a doll. Claire, you're the only declared candidate right now, but that's going to change. <laughs> Sorry, you said declared. Declared. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. Uh, Duncan, oh you're God. <laughs> a hoot and a half, mister. Uh-huh. So I know you saw the press release. Just to give you like the 411 on what the council like is too stodgy to let you know. We're going to be setting up a series of challenges over the next two weeks to give you a chance and everyone a chance to just like show everyone how fabulous you are at like governing and like constituent relations and like bureaumancy and, and all of that good stuff that the, the council cares about. Girl, I'm going to stop you right there. May I call you girl? Sure. Sure. I mean, I feel like we're we're there, sure. you know, we're going to get drinks. It's a whole thing. It's a vibe. I'm not interested in what the council cares about. I'm interested in what the people care about. Continue. Claire, I love it. Why don't you just like save that energy for the announcement interview? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the first challenge is going to be coming up in three days. So you've got a little bit of time. Being producers, we can't tell you what's going on, but you want to brush up on your people skills, okay? <laughs> yes. We'll help her with that as best we can. Good, good. In the meantime, you know, feel free to just like campaign or whatever, however you like. We don't care so much about what you do in the off hours. We just want to make sure that it's like a fun viewing experience for the voters. Yeah, totally. Just like keep it light. Keep it fun. Be your clariest Claire self. Okay. I know no other way. I'm 100% authentic. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> You're fabulous every time. Okay. I gotta go, but like, stay in touch. Here's my sploot handle, and uh, yeah, we'll chat soon. All right, toodaloo. Toodles. And Savannah and her four producer drones walk out of WSOM. Oh, good, all four left. <laughs> <laughs> I was very scared that a drone would just sit or stick around. Oh, the I whole see. Time. Oh, it probably should. No, actually, that is a good point. Actually, that's yeah. a good point. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Uh, what? 
Savannah <laughs> leaves accompanied by three of her drones, but one of the drones remains and has a sort of continuous feed, primarily on Claire, but occasionally pans over. <laughs> I brandished my sword at it. Curse collaborative storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> I want to just double check with Seabass about what they talked about. This person just kind of came in and it was like, we're taking over your radio station now. And I'm kind of nervous about that. You head over to Sebastian and he's like, Duncan, this is a very eventful day. Absolutely. Nobody has ever manifested out of the Keystone before. What did she talk to you about? Are we changing something about the station? Are we... Uh, we're just not allowed to give overly favorable coverage to any candidate. Sure, uh, sure. According to our contracts, which I haven't looked at in ever, the producers have broadcast priorities. So we just need to check our coverage with them before we go on air. Okay. How do we contact the producers? Savannah has a Sploot account, but apparently if we just say the producers three times in the mirror, they show up. Oh, God. We've already done two. Better hold. We'll hold off on that. Listen, Duncan, I don't like it either, but this election should be great for our station. That's true. Everyone will be tuning in. I suppose it's just a couple weeks. We'll play ball for now. Thank you, Duncan. All right. As you were, Sebastian. Why'd she call you CB? Sebi. Sebi. Unclear. Hmm. File that away for a natural interview later. <laughs> yes, if you can find out, I am curious. As am I. No one has ever called me Sebi before. I don't like it. Very curious, Duncan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm. All right, I must prepare our election coverage. I'm yes, off. of course. <laughs> and he ducks into the broadcast room. <laughs> I immediately sploot Sebi every photo that is acceptable for campaign materials. And it is about 150 of them. You split that to Sebastian or to Savannah? Sebi. Okay. To Sebastian. Okay. Sorry, he sorry, said sorry. He's, ca- he's preparing campaign materials. <laughs> okay. He has to have my okay. appropriate fair, headshots. Fair, 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 fair. My goodness. So... Real quick for you, the players, and for our listeners, this arc is basically going to function in two cycles. So there's going to be a campaign phase and then a challenge phase. You can do kind of whatever you want in the campaign phase, however you want to sort of campaign for Claire. Go talk to voters, do media, try to figure out what the challenges are, get a leg up, uh, anything like that. Or, you know, frankly, if you want to do something unrelated, also fine. (laughs) The campaign phase is your phase. The challenge phase will have a challenge. You and the other candidates will compete to demonstrate your credentials for voters. And it will be broadcast by the producers. Your success in these phases will determine where Claire winds up, like how high of a vote total she gets. Mm -hmm. Claire's basically fine as long as she doesn't come in last because last place is exiled from town via the script fuck. <laughs> yeah. Any questions? No, not a question. I have okay. a purpose and you can't fire me from my purpose. You can tell me it's not possible though. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait. Sorry. Go on. Okay. <laughs> that's, o- that's ominous. Yes. <laughs> so, it's true. Uh, So we're going to kick off the first campaign phase here, which I'm going to turn over to you. But I think to kick it off, there is another 
slightly less resounding and ground-shaking, but nonetheless reverberant knock at the door, and another piece of paper is slipped underneath. We link arms and open the press release. Yeah. (laughs) It's another press release. This is a declaration of candidacy for one Wilhelmina Mina Redmond. Of course. (sighs) The city auditor is seeking a seat on the council. Of course. (laughs) It's a pretty stodgy release, but like her her campaign is very clearly focused on like she's the candidate with experience and she's also the candidate with experience keeping the city honest as city auditor. She will work for the people to ensure accountability and transparency. Yeah, if the people are honest, otherwise she's their enemy. Who will campaign for the liars of somewhere? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 10 minutes into the race, there's a second candidate, Mina Redmond. Yeah, I figured as much. I immediately sploot. So typical. Those in power will always try to keep and maintain their power. Just like those who have the 10 a.m. slot at the screaming hairdresser will always keep their 10 a.m. slot. But it is on us. It is on us as the people of this town. And on you specifically, Clarigans, to go in and claim what's yours. No more business as usual. No more waiting until 11 a.m. for your blowout. Claire out. (laughs) Send sploot. (laughs) Clarigans? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She came up with this last time. Yeah. Uh Like Clarigans. It's it's her followers. I mean, it's great. It's great. Slash campaign supporters. I I do not remember her coming up with it. Yeah. No, it's okay. I forgot until she mentioned it. The the candidacy is fresh. Yeah. So, y'all have a few days before the first challenge. What would you like to do? Now, friends, I am not trying to end all of our lives. However, I think there's one very clear way to, if not win this thing, ensure that we don't come in last. And that would be with a key endorsement. Mm. There are many good and nice to have endorsements in this town, and surely we can work on getting quite a few of them. But I think there's one endorsement that no one would dare go against. And she looks at Duncan and Max with the confidence of a person who is about to ask other people to do something. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, we need to get the endorsement of the Screaming Fog. Uh, Oh. 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 Uh, What? I took a left turn. (laughs) You heard me. Who would defy a candidate endorsed by the Screaming Fog? I have found in my lives that a perfect mix of congeniality and terror really gets people motivated. And I think I I have perfected that with my jade eggs that if you don't buy them every Wednesday at exactly noon, you will perish. I plan to use a similar tactic in my campaigning. Wow. I do want to raise the logistical, love the energy, love the energy. I I say great energy while looking at the drone. Oh, (laughs) I want to make sure. Yeah, it pans over to you and like you can hear the camera zoom in. Max is not comfortable in front of a camera. Claire has great energy. (laughs) The camera immediately pans away. (laughs) I look back at you, Claire, and I go, so how do you want us to talk to the screaming fog? Because um, it's going to kill us. 
Well, I think there's two ways we could go about this. One is we genuinely try to communicate with the Screaming Fog, in which case I would probably ask William the Buromancer, or I would uh, reach out to Walker, who might have some library-gained knowledge on this subject matter, or we go with the alternative. If no one can figure out how to talk to the Screaming Fog, we just need to be the first to say that it endorsed us. (laughs) I've been looking into the Screaming Fog for a while now, Claire, you're the only person I've ever known to have talked to the Screaming Fog and had it listen. That's true. I actually forgot that as T.O., the player, but that's a great (laughs) point. (laughs) I don't know how far that gets us, but I've been meaning to try to talk to you about that for a little while now. So I suppose I should try to talk. That should be my job. I should go try to get that endorsement. Okay, okay. A you job. It would be yeah. respectable, I'm sure, for the, the acts to come from the candidate themselves, perhaps. Mm, I didn't realize there would be so much work for me involved with this. Uh, okay, sure. I will go and talk to the Screaming Fog. And if I don't return, <laughs> Max Duncan, one of you runs in my place. And the key to where I've kept all of the jade eggs is um, buried in my backyard. You've, you've all been to my place, right? Like no. between you and the camera? Yeah. No? Camera zooms in on Duncan. No? No? Good. Okay. <laughs> Duncan just stares at the camera. <laughs> Claire pets the camera. Camera zooms back out. Uh. Okay. All right. So that sounds like that's a me job is I'm going to figure out how to talk to the screaming <laughs> Okay. How about Max and Duncan? My thinking was either check out the back alley, see if I've heard anything there about these challenges. I don't know that that would necessarily be the best place to get information, but it's a place that Max is comfortable with. And then perhaps if Claire has campaign stuff to hand out Mm -hmm. or slogans or platform or like literally anything, I could do a little campaigning. I have some ideas for campaign materials. I don't know how that works with rolling dice and such. Quinn, you'll have to tell us. But sorry, go on to Duncan and we can circle back. Yeah, Duncan's got an appointment to go perhaps help repay his debt to community, but also just because it seems like a good thing to do, which is to go and help in the cleanup and rebuild efforts around town since the Clunkin Axe and the economy both kind of thoroughly wrecked the place. But at the same time, can spread the good word of the Claremont candidacy. Okay, let's get to it. After these messages. Hey folks, Quinn here. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 22 of Monster Hour Absurdia. I hope you're ready to embrace the civic spirit this election season, because just like voting in somewhere, it is mandatory. As always, I want to thank everyone who has helped spread the word about the show by leaving us a rating and review, giving us a shout on social media, and writing us in in your local elections. Electing a podcast to local government really is the best way to help spread the word about the show, so remember to vote early and often. I want to give a special shout out this week to the newest member of WSOM's Eternal Pledge Drive, Jake. Thank you to all of our patrons for supporting the show and helping make this season possible through what feels like an endless wave of toddler germs that washes over my household. 
This is also a good episode to remind everyone that our $25 and up patrons get to jump to the top of my NPC names list. So if you want an eponymously named somewhere doppelganger like the glamorous lead producer Savannah, you can head to patreon.com slash monster hour or follow the link in the show notes. And that's all we've got this week, dear listeners. Tune in May 22nd for the next broadcast of WSOM, Radio Somewhere. Duncan, Mm -hmm. you step out of WSOM. I think the three of you kind of go your separate ways. You travel the short distance to Main Street, where the rebuilding effort is underway. You see crowds of community members patching up buildings. There's a lot of repairs. The repairs to normal brewing are mostly done, I think. A lot of flood damage, though. I suppose normal brewing is probably set up to allow for flooding, being a brewery. Yeah, they've built like a multi-story pub around the over-large fermentation tank. So you can like go up to like the fifth floor. There's like a balcony view and everything. The repairs have been aided by the fact that Jeremy is still a giant. And so he can operate as a crane, basically. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. There's endless amounts of work that needs to be done from the streets to the buildings. uh, And Mm -hmm. that that is uh, continuing to be underway. Mm -hmm. There's a large crowd You've probably been traveling here, you know, somewhat regularly. It's a big crowd today. Oh. There's a lot of folks out. Just around the street or around the normal brewing in particular? Uh, no, around the, the whole Main Street area. Oh. Can I kind of walk amongst them and see if they're doing any one thing in particular or just all out helping the community? Yeah, definitely. It's entirely ominous or heartwarming. How about a little bit of both? Okay, great. You walk through the crowd just kind of getting a sense of what they're doing they're doing a little bit of everything okay you know they're working on a bunch of different buildings replanting trees putting up new drywall laying asphalt where the street got tore up (laughs) Uh, you know a bunch of different stuff i don't think it takes you long to notice that the reason this crowd is so big is because the pta is there oh can i find i don't think they had names i guess nope it's just the pta (laughs) it's just the pta so I'll, I'll just find the nearest PTA member and just kind of tap them on the shoulder. You find one you recognize. I think it's the man in the khakis and sweater vest who you've seen a couple times. He's like, oh, Duncan, hello. Good to see you. How are you? Good to see you too. Love what we accomplished back there with the elementary school. Yeah, very grateful for that. Glad to see such a turnout here, getting everything rebuilt somewhere back on its feet. Yes, it's important to show up for our community. That's right. And that's just what my friend Claire Claremont will do if elected to city council. But tell me, what is uh, going on here? We're making sure Main Street is fully revitalized after the epic struggle that you and your compatriots led. Well, fought against. We didn't lead the destruction of town. It may have our faces on them, but that was an amalgamation all unto its own. Of course. And nobody blames the three of you for anything that transpired. And the PTA member that you're talking to goes over to help someone struggling with a wheelbarrow of asphalt, and they like dump it out and start laying mm-hmm. it. And another member of the PTA walks over and starts talking to you. <laughs> Picks up for mid-sentence. Uh, no, exactly. You all were definitely the heroes of City Hall, but sometimes the hero that the city needs is the one that shows up door to door every day. Absolutely. And uh, I know my friend Claire will do it. The drone didn't follow me, did it? No, but you can see there's another drone that is hovering kind of high overhead. 
yeah, I'll shoot these endorsements towards the drone because it's hard to know which person anyways to talk to specifically in the PTA. You don't have to talk to one person. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, completely. And as you have this conversation, they just keep cycling through like different members of the PTA as they're doing all of these tasks. And they're actually making rather quick work restoring the exterior walls of the sip and spin wine and pottery <laughs> oh, yeah. business. Yeah, I'll pitch in and help one of them like move some of the heavy spinning wheels back into the studio while having this conversation and just kind of finish it up by asking, it's like, well, it seems like we've got a lot of people out here helping around. Is there anyone, any point person in charge or anything I can do to help out here? You know, WSOM is the voice of the community. We want to pitch in and help rebuild wherever we can. That's great, Duncan. That's a really noble attitude. And we're thrilled that you're here. The voice of the community. And you see several members of the PTA have erected like a stage almost by the sip and spin. And several members of the PTA have gathered up onto it. And the person that you're talking to winks and steps up onto the stage. Can I roll the detect sarcasm? <laughs> They're not sarcastic. Oh, great. The PTA is glad you're here. Good. As one of their members grabs a bullhorn and says... <clears throat> Thank you, everyone, for coming out. The progress that we have made over these past couple days is tremendous, and proof that what this town needs is community. That's the bedrock of somewhere. We are the foundation. Sure, there are the big players, the heroes, but what this town really needs is a voice of the people. That's what we are proud to declare our candidacy for the city council. Uh, Vote PTA. Ooh. That's why that drone is there. <laughs> the group that needed us to fix its problems <laughs> thinks it can represent this town. Sorry, I'm not there. <laughs> I'm just saying. A vote for the PTA is a vote for Claire to do everything anyway. Sorry. Uh, and there is a loud <laughs> cheer from the crowd of community members, some of whom are PTA members, but also from the ones who aren't PTA members. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this crowd is half PTA. Wait a minute. Hmm. Uh, the drone camera catches Duncan, zooms in. He kind of looks towards camera and has gulp. <laughs> and the assembled crowd starts chanting, PTA, 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 PTA. Well, I think Duncan is going to very politely tell whatever member of the PTA he's been talking to. Well, it's very exciting to see you all Throw your hat into the ring. I'm excited for the competition that is upcoming. Let me know if WSOM Radio Somewhere can be of any service and kind of gracefully try to make my exit. But I kind of want to go to Jeremy Dunlap because he seems like somebody who's not super vibing with the PTA. The member of the PTA next to you, a woman in her 60s with like a big beehive hairdo, <laughs> firmly shakes your hand and says, Thanks, Duncan. No hard feelings, I hope. Of course, of course. Excellent. Well, we'll see you on the campaign trail. Is Jeremy here at this at this meeting, or is he back at the brewery? They're pretty nearby. I do think sure. Jeremy is. He's around. I'm sure I can spot Jeremy from anywhere in town, being the what third tallest yes. building in yes. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy is very easy to spot now. <laughs> so you're heading over to see Jeremy. Yeah, head over to Normal Brewing. It's also been a busy day. Might just want to get a normal beer. You head up, and uh, as you approach the front door, 
You feel something pull at the scruff of your jacket, and once again, you are lifted up five stories into the air to the roof deck of the fermentation tank balcony seating of normal brewing, where you are face-to-face with Jeremy Dunlap. Is Jeremy just going to be big forever? I mean, unless you do something to fix it, then yes. Yeah, he doesn't just like go back. It's on us a little he bit. Made him yeah. big. I mean, somebody made him big. Some Maybe accounting. he likes being big. We haven't asked. Fucking hell, Jeremy. How you like being big? Duncan. That was a nice ad. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I hope, uh, hope it drove a little bit of business to help you rebuild around here. How's that going, by the way? It's going pretty good, yeah. We can fit a lot more people now. And, you know, when you throw the economy and everyone's lives into mortal peril, it turns out they're really interested in number one, normalcy, and number two, beer. <laughs> so business has actually been pretty good. You know, it's a hell of a view up here. I don't suppose you'd be interested in adding to this new construction you've got here, adding a, uh, a watch post for Screaming Fog. You know, we're rebuilding the, uh, the early warning system and... Boy, you could see all the way down to the shore from here. Hey, you sure can. Yeah. I'd be happy to, Duncan. Just uh, get me like all the wiring and stuff. I'll, well, actually, I would probably crush it. So if you could set it up, that'd be great. It'd be my pleasure, Jeremy. So I crack open a beer up here on the, on the fifth floor viewing deck of normal brewing. It's like, Jeremy, do you hear the uh, PTA enter the race? Oh, boy. Well... <laughs> R.I.P. declares candidacy. Uh, I wouldn't be so so sure. Those uh those PTA folk, you know, they're all fun and games and talk until you really get to know them, and then there's nothing behind them. Oh yeah, I mean like they're like the uppity mucks of the the community. You know, the well-to-dos. As I'm having this conversation, it's crystallizing something that I think set in motion when you made Jeremy Dunlap a giant. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm changing Jeremy's faction to underbelly. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. so you can't like the PTA. They're going to put all sorts of rules. Yeah, I didn't think he liked he it doesn't. either. Yeah, okay, yeah. Before. Okay, okay. They're I, so weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Uh, I'm changing Jeremy's faction to Underbelly. He's no longer community. All right. Psst, psst. As, a, as a small business owner, would he support Claire as a small business owner? <laughs> I'll try getting, getting to there. He didn't seem super thrilled with Claire's thing yet. <laughs> He, he sort of continues. He's like, eh, you know, they, they got their sweater vests and their khakis and their bow ties and their pencil skirts and they're wine drinkers, Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it, Jeremy. And, you know, the field so far is just so full of organizations and bureaucrats and people who all they think about are systems and not really the details of the normal person, the normal person. Like, I'm talking about small business owners like yourself, myself, kind of, technically, with WSOM, and Claire with Claire's curiosities. Duncan, are you saying what I think you're saying? I should run for council. No. Oh, no. Oh, wait. No, wait. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I need to stop talking to people. God damn it, Duncan. <laughs> wait, was that not what you were saying? I thought we, had, I thought we were on the same page. Uh, no. I... Jeremy, listen, if you run for council, you're going to have to deal with all sorts of weird bullshit in the place that we don't even know about. No one will probably ever see you again if you win. And if you lose, people will also probably never see you again because they're going to fucking toss you into the screaming fog, which that's a wild rule. It is when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Oh, you're right. All right. Yeah, I don't I don't want to be a council member. That sounds boring and terrible. So sorry, what was your thing? Well, if you uh, would, would consider tossing an endorsement towards our mutual friend, Claire Claremont. Interesting. She did help restore somewhere to some level of normalcy after the Clunkinax became sentient and the economy went a little haywire. I'm sure you saw she was helping out with all the mini clunks shoulder to shoulder with you. Helping is a generous word for the violence that she inflicted, but... She can't be bought by the PTA. Okay, Sorry, I'm done. you're not here. Dang it, I'm putting my mic away. Let your campaign advisors work for you. Duncan, I think this could be a sway or it could be a call for aid, I think. I would let you go either way. I mean, mechanically, I like Sway a little bit better, though he's technically my rival. Though we're you're getting along a little bit better these days, you know. You are. He doesn't you're... know yet that I made him big and I helped him out with an ad read. Yeah, it's a it's like a dormant rivalry a little, based on that. It's a little tenuous, based on a small white. Him that I maybe told him earlier that I'm sure won't come back to bite me in the ass or, or step on me. I kind of feel like it's it's a little more of a sway as it's more of a personal ask than connections. Yeah, that makes sense. Give me a sway. Okay. Can I use my Veritas move? I gain plus one when I speak with honesty and conviction on a, on a roll to sway someone. Here's the question. Do you think Claire would be a good council member? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm giving Kyle so much side eye right now. (laughs) I think Duncan has a pretty poor opinion of the general bureaucracy and council anyways from his years of trying to get help with his Screaming Fog situation that he thinks having a member of the council that he can talk to at all is a a huge benefit for anybody. I think he thinks even, I mean... (laughs) This would just apply to any candidate would be good because the community knows who just went in. But for him personally, he does think that having a friend on council would be helpful. So in his personal honesty, thinks it'd be great. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Go ahead and take your plus one for Veritas. Okay. Yay. That makes this a plus three to sway. That's a 11 plus threes, 14 Holy shit. Oh, boy. baby. Oh, boy. Okay, on a 10 plus, they will do it for the reason that you gave them. Jeremy's like, she does have a way of getting things done. And I appreciate that. That's right. I'm sure there will be many business opportunities between maybe the two of your businesses going forward. Mm. All right. Hang tight. And he, like, leans to the side and stretches his arm out and grabs the drone (laughs) and pulls it in. And he says, all right, listen up, everyone. You just saw a a candidate announcement. But I think you all need to know that the candidate who you ought to be supporting, the candidate that is endorsed by me, Jeremy Dunlap, the hero of the battle at City Hall, the owner of Normal Brewing, and your personal friend, I am throwing my support behind Claire Claremont. Oh. And then he throws the drone and it goes Woo. end over ah. end. <laughs> yes. Hey, yeah. Jeremy, my beloved. Max. Yes. 
You make your way through the back alley, the sinuous winding passageways, eyes peering out at you from strange apertures until you arrive at the back alley market. It is thrumming with activity, seemingly recovered without missing a step from the early scuffle with the Klonkanags before it had gotten too big. In some ways, it might have been better that the market got hit before the Klonkanax was massive. (laughs) But yeah, the scene is one of lively community and commerce amidst the stalls and stands and storefronts. At the very least, I would like to talk to Jackie since I already have a rapport with her. But while I'm walking to her store, Quinn... Do I see any outward evidence of any other candidates or campaigns or anything like that? Oh, hey, it's funny you would ask. Uh-huh. Yeah? <laughs> There's a new mural uh-huh. in the back alley market. Oh, no, Quinn. What are you about to do to me? Painted over a large blank wall, the back of a building that seemingly doesn't have a a front Mm -hmm. uh, that just sort of disappears into the non-Euclidean space, which nonetheless occupies a large canvas at the back alley market, is a massive mural in bright spray paint. And it says in bold, balloony letters, CMAC for council. (laughs) We're letting a child run for city council. <laughs> but so when C-Mac loses, we're going to throw a child into the screaming fog. I know the risks. And behind you, you see C-Mac. Oh, my God. The adults running this city have been <sighs> like fucking everything up forever. So uh, as far as I'm concerned and as far as all of my friends are concerned, it's about time we had a generational shift. You dig? <laughs> C-Mac, what is your campaign? Like, what are you running on? What are your what are your proposals? Education reform. You know, you might have my vote. <laughs> hey, you never asked Claire if she isn't also for education reform. She adamantly said that she never actually had education. <laughs> I'm not here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm putting the mic away again. Okay. Uh. You can see he's holding, actually, he's not even holding a can of spray paint. The entropic paint is just swirling like serpents over his arm. And he pulls out his slingshot and draws it back and aims at another one of the walls, Uh shoots it, and like a big C-Mac for council (laughs) tag bursts out onto the wall. I mean, I definitely don't want this child to get thrown into the screaming fog. So I will say that. Great. Can I count on your support? Uh... (laughs) Listen, Max, I'm all in. I'm going to be like kissing babies, shaking hands, tagging walls. Like, I'm in it to win it. See, Mac, have you ever seen a baby here in somewhere? Because I have to say. Several of my classmates were babies. I'll have you know. I have never (laughs) laid eyes on an infant in this town. I feel like they spring fully formed as children. Well, sometimes, yeah. I do want to ask you, since you're here. Mm -hmm. Yes. I know that there will be several challenges that you and your fellow candidates will have to go through. Have you gotten any kind of indication about what those challenges are going to be? Interesting. Interesting. I mean, yeah, I might have some information, but last I checked, you still owe me. Me and my friends, we had your back. At somewhere elementary. 
I think maybe it's time you had my back. You're close with Claire, right? <laughs> yes. I <laughs> Claire, this is recon work, right? This is, what's the phrase when you're getting intel on the opponent? That's what I'm doing here. Op- oppo research. Oppo- research. I'm doing oppo research. So let me do my thing. Uh, <laughs> yes, I am personally acquainted with and friendly. I, I, Claire and I are not friends. Okay, enough adult <laughs> bullshit. Here's the deal. Two options. One, just like undermine her. Just like do whatever <laughs> you need to to fuck her up a little bit. Option two, we form a alliance. Hmm. And we help undermine the other candidates together and make sure that one of us winds up on top. I do like the second one more because if I undermine Claire, I will die in somewhere. <laughs> I will never again get to feel the, the cool breeze of time travel on my face. That seems kind of dramatic and I don't really understand or care. She will end me. <laughs> she will end me. So I'm not going to pick that path. Accurate. C-Mac is specifically calling in your debt. So okay. if you don't choose one of those two options, you need to make a roll to renege on your debt. Oh, no, thank you. Um, I'm going to try and convince Claire to form an alliance with C-Mac and the underbelly. Okay. So I will select number two. Does that mean I have crossed out my debt, Quinn? I think if you deliver on it, then yes. Okay, okay. All right. Great. And hey, if we're teaming up, then I can share the information that I know. I'm assuming I have to convince Claire first before C-Mac will give me any information, right? Oh, yeah. I'm not just going to tell you up front. Okay. That would be silly. I'm not a chump. (sighs) No, you... But you are a child! You know what? Last time I checked, Summer doesn't have really strict labor laws about children, so this is fine. You know? Also, I don't think I said this explicitly in the introduction, but somewhere is definitely a one person, one vote, and there's not a voting age. (laughs) (laughs) So kids can vote (laughs) and run. (laughs) Hey, can cars vote? No. Oh. But sentient robots can, a la Principal. Oh, okay. Quinn, do you think it would be narratively useful for me to go and talk to Jackie at all? Probably not for the election, but it might be for just, like, you. Okay, let's do that. We haven't talked to Jackie for a while, so. All right, I'm going to go talk to Jackie. C-Mac's like, all right, we'll check in later. Take it easy, traveler. Yep. And he wanders off into an alleyway. Yep, okay, okay, (laughs) but. Bye, child. Goodbye. Yeah, you head over to Jackie's. It's a stall in, like, an increasingly narrow alleyway, right? Yes. It's a stall, but it's very cramped, and there's a lot of stuff, and she doesn't know what all is in there. Yeah. But she does have a space that, like, kind of back behind. I think when you reach her stall, it's being completely run by a highly regimented troop of toy soldiers. Oh, good. Jackie is nowhere to be seen in the front. Oh, okay. I salute the little soldiers, and I go... They all salute back. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, at ease. They go at ease. Where is Jackie? One of them points towards the back. Okay, I'm going to make my way back past these tiny soldiers that she has. Did the soldiers have a vote, Quinn? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, they do. 
Okay, so we can probably get the votes of the tiny soldiers manning Jackie's store. Okay, yes, I would like to go see if Jackie's back there. Max, sweetheart. Hey, it's good to see you. How are you? I missed you. You know, the bus did a thing. It time traveled a bit. Wait, it actually like time traveled, time traveled? Yes, about two hours. And my watch started working and I pull it out. Gwen, is it still working or is it stopped again? It has stopped. Okay. Yep. Well, the watch started working and then stopped, but it was working for about two hours, which means I time traveled about two hours. Inside of the bus, though, is looking a little unstable. Is that like tangly thing getting worse? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yikes. That's not great. That doesn't seem great. No, I don't really want it to get outside of the bus. I don't want anybody to get sucked in. So Gitz is still working on it. Well, one version of her. I got to meet another version of her from a different timeline. Wait, what? So that was... That Hold was... on, roll it back. Yeah. Are there two Gitzes now? No, well, there was for a brief time, and now there's only one. So, yeah. Oh, man, if we could get the Gitzes from the other dimension here, then that's another vote, right? Do the voting laws say it's one vote per person? So if there's five of you, that's five votes. Uh, I mean, there's never been an election while I've been in town, but I think that's right. Yeah. Okay. Any other parts come in from my watch while I was out rescuing the economy? Yeah, actually, I was able to recover this, um, the stem. It looks like a similar make. It might be able to help you out. So, Jackie, you know, with the campaign... And the election, I'm sure you're aware that Claire is running. Perhaps I can help make sure that her platform includes good policy for small businesses. Perhaps a tax write-off for those tiny soldiers. I don't understand how taxes work. I'm assuming that's good when you write something off, right? It's off. The taxes are off because you wrote them down somewhere. I assume as well. I don't pay taxes either. Yeah, but. yeah. You, you like write it down on a piece of paper and then you throw it away so it is off of your radar and then you don't have to pay taxes on it. I'm just pointing out that this is exactly my point about not all <laughs> citizens are honest and maybe they don't want an honest council member. Also, yeah, tax breaks for someone who already doesn't pay taxes. Okay, so maybe tax breaks aren't that exciting. But um, what if they were taxes that were right on? And so you wrote down the taxes that you would normally pay, and then you get paid those taxes. You, you get paid the taxes that you would pay. So you, you don't pay them. They get, you, you get them. They're the opposite of taxes. <laughs> yeah, listen, Max, I'm happy to throw my support behind Claire. I don't, I don't know how much good it's going to do, but uh, I certainly don't mind. I'm not, you know, terribly interested in this whole election thing, but... Uh, there's one small favor that I hope you'd consider doing for me in exchange. Okay, all right. Now's not the right time. There's too much attention, but at some point, some point soon, I want to break in to the Department of Licensing. And I want you on my crew. into the Department of Licensing with you, Jackie. <laughs> 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 
Sounds- Max is very excited. Okay. Oh, yes. That's what I. That was my take. Yeah. No. This uh, is not oh, a like. Okay, okay. Oh yes, I'd love. No. No. Max is like almost quivering in excitement. Like. Great. 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 I see. This okay. Really wild. Oh, I, yeah. Okay. All right, Jackie. Yes, I agree that now is not the right time, but I would love to undertake this task with you. Why do you want to break into the Department of Licensing? She holds a finger up to her nose and thumbs it really quickly, mm-hmm. smiles, flips the stem, the watch stem to you, and says, All in due time, darling. All in due time. Claire. Yes? You have arrived at the beach by the bay looking out onto the lighthouse, over which, atop which, surrounding which, (laughs) is the screaming fog. Listing, lolling, loitering, as it always does, by the ocean. What do you do? I pull out a bag of Cheetos. Tasty. Mm -hmm. I open the bag. I put it on the ground. Here, foggy. Fo- no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I do put it on the ground as an offering. And in my own head, I say, and I can roll for this if you want me to, I bring you the only human treat that even comes close to matching the power and vitality of you. Let this be my humble attempt to recognize you and ask that we summit together briefly. Also, I should say these are extra hot Flaming Hot Cheetos. These are the <laughs> hottest Flaming <laughs> Hot Cheeto brand they have. eldritchly spicy. Yes. <laughs> I mean, summoning the Screaming Fog, it's not an automatic, so I think you need to roll something here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Particularly because you have a move that lets you roll plus chaos. Yeah. I think I'm going to have you give me a roll to goad. That's what I mm-hmm. figured. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got a one and a two, which is a three. Plus my three in chaos gives me a six, which is still not. Wait, hold on. Can I push myself? You have to do that before. Though. Dang it. That's right. Okay, never mind. So that's a failure. Yep. On a miss, your actions are considered appalling by the town writ large. <laughs> oh, it's, it's okay. We don't need this endorsement. <laughs> So here's what happens. The screaming fog starts to fume. It starts to bubble and seethe a little bit. And then it starts rolling in. The miss here is that there's a drone behind you. Uh oh. (laughs) And the entire town just saw you summon the screaming fog. I can make this work for me. I can spin this. So you turn to face the camera on the producer drone and the fog, like a tsunami, like a sheet covering the entire sky is rolling in behind you as the footage rolls. Yeah. I look straight at the camera and I go, somewhere, the only way that we can solve our problems is if we own them. And the fact that I can come out here and summon this screaming fog just shows how little the current city council and everyone in a position of power has done so far to make you safe in town. I promise you that if I am elected to city council, I will ensure that no one can ever do what I just did today. (laughs) 
and it's at that exact moment when the fog overtakes you and you disappear on the feed. You are amidst the fog. The screams of tens, dozens, hundreds, thousands of people echo in your ears. You can see no more than a foot in front of you as the black, gray, and silver mist roils before your eyes. Yeah, that's not great. (laughs) Give me a roll to embrace chaos. Oh my god! I rolled the exact same thing. A three and then embrace chaos. That's a six again. It doesn't matter. Claire, can you die? Because it feels like you might die before you get a chance to run the office. I might have a better chance of winning as a martyr, though. <laughs> Claire, one of your fractures is intense vertigo, right? Yep, I have intense FOMO and intense vertigo. Yeah, so very quickly, you feel the ground not just fall away from you, but moving like a trampoline almost, but with no gradation. Like It's like jumping back and forth like it's lagging, and you cannot get your bearings to save your life between all of these screams. And you start to hear some that sound familiar. You start to hear ones that sound like Duncan, that sound like Max, that sound like Glenda, that sound like... William. Go ahead and mark two essence for me. Yeah. And amidst these screams, you hear a voice with startling clarity and proximity, as though it was right over your shoulder, say, it's not time yet, but like, good luck. Hmm. And the fog recedes, and the live sploot that we see is Claire unconscious on the beach as the fog rolls back. And then a figure steps in front of the camera. They are imposing and wielding an ornate partisan spear. (gasps) Speaking directly into the camera is Solar, (laughs) the celestial hunter. (laughs) And they say, I took down the moon. I brought down the Klunkanax. I have scared away the screaming fog. And now, citizens, I will attack and dethrone the city council. <laughs> I took down the fucking axe. <laughs>